You guys want to talk about Animal Crossing? Animal Crossing podcast. Let's it's pivot. now an Animal Crossing You don't have, um, there's no rose petals. Oh, there's Sakura. Cherry uh-huh. blossoms uh-huh. for like four days around Earth Day. And everyone loved the cherry blossoms. And then they're like, sucks to suck and got rid of them. Oh. But I stored a bunch of them up. So but the cherry blossom them? trees were so pretty. Like my whole island was pink. Yeah. It's cute. That's cute. Now there's just scorpions. I'll take the scorpions over the tarantulas. Huh. All scorpions are rootless. If you walk past them and you can't even see them in your screen, they'll just come at you and sting you. Oh, that's mean. Yeah, you get, you get nothing. I'm Kelsey. I'm Kat. And I'm Steven. And we're the Lost Weekenders. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about what we feel like is worth it or not worth it worth- money-wise at Disneyland. Kat, do you want to restate our thesis? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Today, (laughs) we are going to discuss. No, I can't say it. I'm going to try it out. Today's podcast is about what we think is worth the money in Disneyland and things that we think are not worth the money in Disneyland. Okay, so first of all, I think that special dining experiences can be worth the money. And specifically, I am calling out Blue Bayou because it is an extravagance. It's very expensive. It's, you know what? Yeah, it's very expensive. It's like a standard lunch in San Francisco, though. Well, yeah, I mean, when you live in San Francisco, everything's not that expensive in comparison, but... <laughs> I mean, it's like regular restaurant prices, isn't it? Right, but, like, it is the high-end dining there. It's like, like 50 bucks for a steak. Right. I don't even know if it's 50 bucks for a steak. Maybe yeah. more. No, I think it's like 38 Yeah, I think it's cheaper than 50 It's... 50 bucks for the surf and turf, I think. Oh, yeah. That's Kat's favorite. We have to... Kat's favorite is surf and turf. And we believe that Blue Bayou is worth it. So if you take those two facts, you would think that every time we were at Blue Bayou, <laughs> Kat would say, F it. And, Kat, and she would just order surf and turf. And yet, Stephen and I have to persuade her every time well, and she still doesn't get it often yeah, like nine times out of ten she's because i'm always it. torn because i want the jambalaya or i want the serpenter okay but they give us gumbo i know but i want gumbo and jambalaya that's well, like my dream which i understand but like also if you're going to a fancy restaurant and they're giving you something that's not exactly like jambalaya because they are two distinct different dishes but like Adjacent in the realm, girl, go for the surf and turf. And what's the difference between the gumbo that you get as the appetizer, Mm -hmm. the jambalaya that you get as an entree, Mm -hmm. and the gumbo that you get outside of Blue Bayou at Royal Veranda thing? Gumbo is more of like a stew, like a soup. Uh And jambalaya is like a rice dish. It's like... But they both have rice. Yeah, but the jambalaya is like you put it on top. Gumbo's got the rice in it. What do you put on top? All the like meat and vegetables and everything. On top of what? The rice. Oh. Yeah, jambalaya is like rice base, and then you put like the veggies and the seafood on top of that. And there's no liquid. Well, it's it's got kind of like a sauce, so it's a little bit liquidy, but it's not as soupy as the rest. Yeah, gumbo is pretty soupy. I think I like. I don't know. I've had bad experiences with the Royal Street Veranda gumbo of oh, no yeah. fault of their own, <laughs> purely through fault of myself. So, like, I have bad associations with that. So I prefer the Blue Bayou gumbo. But 
And then, do they still have gumbo at the other place? Yeah. At French Market? No, they have jambalaya at French Market. Do they have gumbo at Cafe Orleans? Oh, maybe it's um, at French Market. Maybe it's just like steak stew or something. Oh, yeah. That that stew is so good. One of my dreams is to do a gumbo tour of Disneyland Mm -hmm. and like be able to try them all at the same time Mm -hmm. or like around the same time. Gumbo is so filling. I know. But if we all shared it. Yeah, that's true. true. That's my main problem with Blue Bayou is they give you amazing bread rolls. The bread rolls are really good. You get seated and they're like, bam, bread rolls. And I also am like, well, I want a Diet Coke. Yeah. And then they're like, gumbo? Or if you're a sucker, they'll offer you you salad. Oh, that's the other option. I've never taken that. God, no. Between gumbo and salad? I, I think I've gotten the salad because you get I, the salad I wanted every time. Oh, do I every time? You're, you're an absolute sucker. <laughs> oh. it, it, it always comes with onions, and I don't like the onions. Um, speaking of things that aren't worth it, gum? at Blue Bayou, getting a Diet Coke, but also they have themed beverages that sometimes are, are uh, like they have a pirates themed, or when. Um, uh, that one movie came out with Tiana. They had like a Princess Tiana. Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog. You will respect and Princess so, and the Frog in this house. So the drink was like Sprite with grenadine. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sprite and a glow cube. Yeah, and it no, was like $11. I don't remember yeah. that at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those aren't really worth it. But I would argue a Diet Coke is worth it just in my heart of hearts because I love Diet Coke. Yeah. But it is hard going to Blue Bayou because after, you have know, bread and then gumbo and then I'm full and then they bring a steak out. Yeah. But you know, I go for it. Yeah, because you got to treat yourself. Because Blue Bayou is worth it. It's totally worth it. And the ambiance is incredible and like no one else is in there and it's quiet and it smells good. And yeah, you get to. You're in a ride. Yeah, it's fun. And in reality, I think we usually probably rush it a little too much. But if you were a normal group and this was. very hungry. (laughs) Yeah. and, And you were, um, trying to extend your experience, you really could get a lot of experience out of the time that you spend in Blue Bayou. Yeah. And it doesn't get any less magical the longer you spend there. And when you check in, if you ask for um, a waterside table and wait for that, and then you kind of, you know, get more excited about it and savor your roll and savor your appetizer. Um, the one thing I wish the they value had... value goes up. Yes. I do wish they had Carthay drinks there. Well, yeah, I wish they had booze there, too. Because I feel like that's the kind of place it would just be perfect to sit there with a little little drink and chill out. I mean, you'd be there too long. They need to rotate the tables or whatever, obviously. But, like, Can you imagine the madness if they started offering hooch at Blue Bayou? People would lose their minds. People would lose their minds. And FYI, uh, before 2019, the only place you could get booze in Disneyland Park, not DCA, but Disneyland Park, was Club 33, which is very exclusive. So exclusive that everybody I freaking know has been there except me. And me. And me. Yeah. Someone take us, please. But all of our friends have been there. Yeah, yeah. every freaking person I know. Hi, Alex. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. I'm, a person will be like, I'm going to Disneyland for the first time. And I'm going to this place that people talk about, like Club 37. And I want to throttle them every time. And I'm like, can I like face off this situation and 
Uh, yeah. Can I take your identity and go? And every time someone tells me that, I'm like, Disney is so dumb for not inviting me because I would buy all of the I'd merch. All they the would make merch. so much money off of it. Yeah, not, not only is the restaurant exclusive, but all the merch is exclusive too. Yeah, everything's super expensive. I just want one of those freaking paper bags that they send Pete the leftovers. <laughs> and then man. you get to like walk around the park with your Club 33 bag. And every time I see one of those people, I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm like, I'm going to clobber you. <laughs> I've got, I've moved past the point where I want to be happy for people about this. And now I'm just petty and jealous. When's my time? I was petty and jealous the whole time, but I just faked it. Anyway, you can only get booze there because Walt created Club 33 so he could host, I don't know, friggin' diplomats or people you know when you're super rich. Um, Investors, maybe? Yeah, exactly. People you know when you're super rich. Yeah. Are other people who have more money to burn. Um, and then last year when Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars Land opened, um, they opened Oga's Cantina where they serve booze. People kind of threw a fit. Yeah. And I'm just like, who cares? And people like were forgetting that there's booze in DCA. There's booze right next door at DCA. And like, it's fine. It is a different feeling though. And I can imagine what people were afraid of. You know, DCA being what it is. That's and when, true. When, when, when I have seen so many <laughs> drunk mishaps in DCA. And, and DCA, sloppy. when it opened, was already kind of this farce of itself. Very non-Disney feeling. Yeah. And so the, the uh, essence of alcohol being there was kind of like, okay, well, you know, this is Disney's universal or whatever that universal doesn't feel that weird to see somebody walking around with a budweiser can or something like that and so when galaxy said have to be drunk at universal well but the the (laughs) the visual like this is this is the non-disney park and therefore you're walking around with this can of beer but and so when when galaxy's edge opened and they were going to offer alcohol in disneyland i think people were afraid that at the cart you could get a coke or a diet coke or a budweiser and all of a sudden there'd be these people walking around i mean disney's always going to do it disney like even in dca you can't walk around with a can of anything yeah Yeah. they got cups and stuff right besides you can't even take your drink out of ogos right right but i don't think people knew that when it before it opened and that's what people were afraid yeah that'd be nice pick up some ones to go then you don't have to be in ogos does she make boozy uh milks Ugh. you know what they did who what yeah they did a like a blue milk with rum isn't that what i said that would one probably of those, be better the porg thing isn't that what it was it was like blue no. milk with the, the boba and no the porg thing the cliff dweller he's pointing to our porg cup in our tiki cabinet that's the cliff dweller and that's a non-alcoholic drink and it's probably the best drink in there that was close i kind of like the yub nub myself that's the other souvenir cup one. Oh, is it? Yeah. I never know what to order in there, and I'm always disappointed. Anyway, getting oh, that, that's not worth it. Hooch and Oga's is not worth it. I'll say it. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Oga's, the drinks are so weird. And so expensive. And not good. And well, there's tiny. Only, like the two good drinks on the entire menu, and the rest of them, yeah, you, you pay like 18 bucks and you get a shot glass full of booze. And you're and, like, Cardone. And, com- and comparing like the experience and the feeling of going to Carthay. Which is worth it. Yeah, you know, the, the drinks are tasty. The food is pretty okay if you're in the lounge. The food it's is really fantastic if you're in the restaurant. Versus going to Oga's where the drinks are all over the place. The atmosphere is rushed. You don't even get a chair yeah. most of the time. Battle of the bars in Disneyland. Carthay over 
Ogas every I think time. Ogas would be more worth it if the drinks were cheaper or it felt more loungy or yeah. something. But it's like a lot of factors that make it not mm-hmm. worth it. And I guess those same drinks apply to Lamplight because they're kind of the same where one drink is in like a like a normal iced tea glass and another drink is in a shot glass and they're the same price. And I think lamplight drinks are worth the money. Some of them are, but some of them are the same way where it's like four ounces of liquid with some dry ice in it. But you get, there's more good drinks at lamplight. Yeah. You can take a gamble at lamplight. Yeah. But lamplight food is not worth it. Cove bar food is worth it. Lamplight food brunch is worth it. Lamplight food brunch. And that is expensive. Expensive, Lamplight brunch is, is so good. What do I get now? Oh, I get the flautas. And he gets the chilaquiles? Yeah. yeah. But there's all there's still some duds on that menu too, right? So it's yeah. kind of a, uh, if, if you know what you're getting, it's worth it. But if you don't know what you're getting, you might get the bad thing. But like if you're going to lunch or dinner at Lamplight. Kind of screwed. Did I get a burger there for dinner? Or did I get a burger there for breakfast? Breakfast. Breakfast. And yeah. it was just a burger. Yeah. And f- totally frozen beforehand. <laughs> And remember we went the one one time we went to go eat at Lamplight. We they let us outside and we we're like, oh, it's kind of cold. I didn't really want to sit outside, but whatever. Um, and you have to sit on those weird couches and yeah. you can't they really reach your food. Now. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah, there are real tables there. That's good. But yeah, the, all the food was just kind of like, eh. and we even tried the thing that everyone was talking about, which was the donuts. Yeah, even the plates were so weird. I remember because. When she was bringing the food out and the table is, you know, at your knees as you're lounging and the plates weren't round or even or anything. So, like, the silverware would just fall off. And so you're constantly just dropping your silverware and she kept bringing new silverware. You can tell they, like, drew out a vibe and then they didn't do any beta testing. The vibe they drew out was chilies. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Lamplight is chilies, but Pixar. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. (laughs) Chilies with fancy coasters. Chili? Not even that fancy. And like, they, the, even the the costumes that they wear. Maybe it's like a California pizza kitchen. But it's got all that stuff on the walls like Chili's. That's true. Like Chili's used like to. Old, like old Red Robin. Oh, yeah. don't talk about Red Robin. Talk about worth it. Like Bennigan's in uh, whatever that Red Swing Line stapler movie is. Office Space. Office Space, yeah. Steven talks about that movie a lot. I don't know if he's ever seen it. I have. It's iconic. Okay. Um, so going going back to the um, you called Blue Bayou a specialty restaurant. What else is a specialty restaurant? What else falls like in that Lamp category? White or the like fancy ones that you wouldn't normally go to. Ones like, that you need a reservation for. Yeah, like I wouldn't normally go to Blue Bayou. I wouldn't normally go to Carnation. Or wouldn't drop in. Yeah, or like I'm sure the so Carnation Cafe on Main Street. But Which, we've only had breakfast there, right? No, we had because we had to try the fried pickles. You know what? I'm going to say it. I don't really think Carnation is worth the hype. I like Carnation. Carnation is much cheaper than Blue Bayou and Lamplight. But I don't, I'm not thrilled by anything on the menu. I'm not super excited. That, and, okay, so the one time that we went for lunch, our waiter was so weird because he was giving us a hard time for ordering milkshakes and pickles because he had to put the those orders in in two different places oh yeah two different kitchens or something and i was like i'm sorry i like never want to be a pain in the ass to wait stuff like i know just by being there i'm a pain in the ass but 
I also didn't set up the system and I'm not, how am I supposed to know where you put the order in? And also feels weird at Disneyland for somebody to be judging you based on what you order. But also it's like the reason why you go to Carnation for lunch is because you always hear that Walt's favorite is the cherry milkshake and the fried pickles, right? I don't know if the fried pickles, but they you go for the fried pickles. They have sure. fried pickles there and we love fried pickles because we're trash. Yeah. I mean, listen. Because they have chilies and they're pretty good there too. Fried pickles are amazing. Fri- no matter where you get them. The fried pickles at Chili's are not great. The fried pickles at Alamo Draft House are Ooh, still number one. So good. They are spears at Alamo Draft House and coins at Chili's. And There's what are spears they? Spears in Disneyland, I think. They're spears. Yeah. Spears are forever better than coins. Except, you know, like onion rings, sometimes you bite into it and the whole thing comes out and yeah. you're like, oh no, I wanted the breading to stay on yeah. the pickle and now I have this uneven ratio and it's crazy. Yeah. You have this flaming, hot, salty thing in your mouth with no breading to insulate. Yeah. Anyway, pickles, yeah. So anyway, I remember going there. I already am not in love with Carnation. Like, I think it's very sweet and endearing, like the way that it's laid out. But I was just like, I, st- I don't love breakfast there. I don't think anything on the breakfast menu is anything special. And I, uh, unless you're vegan, you can get vegan waffles there. It's like one of the oh. few places you can get vegan Mickey waffles. Um, I like it cause you can get waffles there and I yeah. can't get waffles unless I'm going to a character breakfast. Yeah. Which and you that's have, so annoying. Which you have feelings about character breakfast too. Well, yeah, I think first of all, I can't decide. I think character breakfasts are worth it for the buffet, but you got to get the right buffet. Like Goofy's Kitchen. Goofy's Kitchen one. is number one. And you have to go with the right people because if you go to a buffet, especially a Disneyland character breakfast where it's like, what, $40? Is it only $40? 30 or 40 yeah. Um, is Goofy's more than that? Goofy's might be more. I think Goofy's and um, Storytellers is more. Storytellers well, is pretty good, too. I should hope that the stupid Paradise Pier one is not that expensive. I would hope. But anyway, if you go with someone who wants to talk to you at a buffet... Oh, yeah, no. You can't. You have 20 minutes to eat. Kat and I have a thing where we don't see each other when we eat at a buffet. One person is eating while one person is getting their food. And the then the time. other person comes back and the other person goes. Unless I'm there and then they both go and get their food at the same time while I hold down the table. Well, you're not... Yes. And I can take pictures with Goofy. Yeah, you're not yeah. as cutthroat. You're way more relaxed about everything on the planet, but <laughs> including buffets. So if you're going for the food and in under the right circumstances, I think a character breakfast is worth it because it is the biggest meal that you can get <laughs> for that price. You're like on your period. <laughs> day three. Day three period. Day three Disneyland. You Perfect. are a bottomless pit. However, I think that if you're going to just have, like, two servings of breakfast with your family, don't go to character breakfast because... Absolutely not. Not worth the money. Well, so, so like, dollar-wise, if it's it's $40, how much is a breakfast... uh, I don't have it at Zocalo anymore. How much was a breakfast at Zocalo? Like, if you got... um, $12.99. Yeah. Yeah, it works out, especially if you're, like, Terry, who will just, like... My, like, mom figure in life, if you go to buffets with her, always at the end, she will get, like, a big plate of, like, whole fruit 
and pastries. And then you wrap that up in a napkin and shove it in your bag. And then she always, on her way out, gets a soft serve cone and eats that. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. So she really makes it go far. I think Goofy's is the only one that has soft serve. Yeah. Oh, God, I love it. And have pizza and stuff. Yeah, all different kinds of pizza. I think even Goofy's, during breakfast. I think Goofy's is the most worth it. So have have you ever done the buffet buffet <laughs> not for breakfast? Yeah, we've. I haven't done the only one I've done not for breakfast is Storytellers. Was and, that by accident? Uh, it was because everywhere was full and it was hard to get a meal, but Storytellers had reservations in like ten minutes or whatever. They're pretty reliable for grabbing a last-minute reservation. Storytellers in the Grand Californian. Yeah, we did a few character breakfasts that way. Yeah, we could just like... We just ditched the characters the whole time. Yeah. But I also, like, if you're going to go to a character breakfast, I think Goofy's Kitchen is the most worth your money because it looks like 90s garbage, but it has the, like, most amount of food with the best layout. Like I have a problem. Yeah, I have a problem with storytellers because the layout sucks, and there's not that much food. The layout does suck. Uh, the Paradise Pier one kind of sucked too. Although I guess the layout oh, was better. Paradise Pier one. I'm not even. That's not even in the same realm. <laughs> that is utter trash. It's funny because I'm sure the food was about the same, but the ambiance was so bad that I was mm-hmm. like, I can't ever. Come I don't get at, at Paradise Pier. The it was um, bleak. Mm-hmm. The buffet was weird in that things would disappear or there'd be a sign for something and it wouldn't exist so like i there was no bacon and i asked for it and i had to bring it out but the one plaza inn is that right mm-hmm. oh oh i forgot what, 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 what the was there awful was it yeah they don't have anything they have like weird massive amounts of continental breakfast things like tiny muffins oh yeah I mean, they all have Mickey waffles, which is what I really care about. Yeah. Usually I have like five plates of just <laughs> a Mickey waffle or two and a sausage Again, or two. Yeah. That's what it is. Hotel breakfast for me with pineapple. Yeah. Yeah. And watermelon. Yeah. I just, I can't stop with the watermelon. But like, yeah. as long as they got Mickey waffles, I'm usually okay. But um, I want to try. That's why I like Goofy so because they have that. They have so much and the layout is so you don't like... The layout is so great that you don't get stuck in a line. Yeah. Because storytellers, you're spending so much of your time in line, and then your, like, body is starting to tell you that you're getting full, and then you're just wasting money. Yeah, you don't want that. Time is money in a buffet. It really is. (laughs) It really is. I mean, Paradise Pier, also in general, I don't think is worth it. No. If we're talking hotels, Paradise Pier is definitely not worth it. Because you're paying, like... Disneyland hotel prices for Motel 6 with the doors on the inside. Maybe not quite that. Best Western? Paradise Pier is uh, was a hotel that was not built by Disney. It was like Pan Am or something, right? It, it was uh, the Pan Pacific Hotel. Oh, my God. And then they converted it. So, like, the, the feel, you know, it doesn't have much of a lobby. It You know, it's a parking lot in the back and a street in the front. There's not really a lot of... It's upsetting to be there. Well, and, and well, it's, it's it doesn't like, doesn't feel nice walking up to it. Compared to the Grand Californian, has a nice area that surrounds it. Disneyland Hotel has a nice area around yeah. it. You feel like you're yeah. in a Disney thing. Like you you get out of your car at uh, Paradise Pier and you're still just on the street. I think Paradise Pier might be okay if they charged you what it was actually worth, which was like fifty bucks a night. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say like a cool one seventy five. Yeah, 
But like you walk into the lobby and it's just all like that horrible tile. And there's like a rental car office with like drop ceiling. Yeah. And they have a little shop in there, but it all looks like they just sourced all of that stuff from the gas station. Yeah, it's all pretty generic, which is weird. Feels very weird. Yeah, because it's like one of the stores in the weird ones on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Because the street that is. Harbor. Yeah. Harbor. Because the stores at the Disneyland Hotel and at the Grand Californian are really, you can find really cute stuff in there. But and unique I, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's Disneyland Hotel stuff, mm-hmm. and there's Grand Californian stuff. But at that store, the Grand Californian, you're just like... Paradise Pier. Pa- Paradise Pier, sorry. Paradise Pier. You're just like, is this, like, a legally licensed Mickey Mouse? Yeah, like... Are we all sure about this? We're sure about this. You have to pass that store and the rental car booth or whatever to get to the restaurant, which I also find really weird. So I think the reason that Paradise Pier has some value is, one, the proximity. Uh, It's pretty close. And then, two, you have a view of California Adventure. And so the time. Those good rooms. Yeah. So the, the time that I stayed at Paradise Pier, we were on a floor, maybe like two floors from the top. And our view was of California Adventure. You could watch World, World of Color. Yeah, we took a picture holding the orange zinger because the orange zinger was still there. <gasps> but at that time... Was it Orange Stinger? Didn't I just Oh, yeah. This? Orange Stinger. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Fun fact, I used to think that ride was a B-movie ride. Yep. But also that, quick aside. also that time that we stayed there, they slipped a piece of paper under our door the night before we left and said, do you want to extend your stay for $99 for the next night? And it's like, okay. Yeah. So the value then did exist because it was, it was like a Marriott price. Yeah. Yeah. I would pay that yeah. much money for Paradise Pier. On the flip side, I think your money goes, like, I really feel like the Disneyland Hotel is expensive, but that, out of all of them, that the one is the one I think is worth it. Yeah, if you're going to spend the money on a Disney hotel, the Disneyland Hotel is the only one that's worth it. I think so. So we've been, we've been researching Disney World in Florida, and there oh, is an innumerable amount of resort hotels, so many that we cannot figure out which one that we would ever want to stay at. Puerto Orleans, right? We, Polynesian. Yeah. Polynesian. Polynesian. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's, you know, you look at the map and it's like, this one's over here and this one's over there and we can take the bus and the tram and the Skyliner. In California at yeah, the Disneyland is. Resort, there are three resort hotels. When you look at them on a map, you could not believe how close they appear to be. And in and real life... Incredibly expensive. Yeah, very expensive. Yeah. I feel like you get more of a... Range. A range, yeah. In world. Yeah. 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 Um, and in reality, you know, like what we feel like is value may not necessarily be dollar amount. Because I, I think what you're saying, Kelsey, is that the Disneyland Hotel feels more Disney and yeah. has a better... Is better even if it's cheaper yeah. than the Grand Californian. And when you look at the Grand Californian, it seems closer and it seems nicer. But Well, it is closer Hotel. and fancier and all of that stuff. But I don't know. It's not as... The rooms aren't elevated enough yeah. on the Disneyland Hotel to justify the price jump. The pool isn't incredible. I, I was kind of expecting it to be like bigger or have yeah. two pools or really something. I really disappointed in that pool. Um, there's not a lot of Disney... In there and I guess I know that they were going for like a more elevated aesthetic but like it's just kind of look we're in Disneyland like 
You got to put something in there. Disneyland Hotel has the freaking headboards that light up and sing to you. Oh, yeah. my God. Where's that? So good. And I think the rooms at the Disneyland Hotel are nicer. I think so, too. They were bigger. Yeah. From what I remember. I it think is it, nice I think that you just... get the porch or whatever at the That's Grand true. California. And, and even the distance, like looking at it on a map, it feels like it's closer. But by the time you wind your way through the lobby and get to the elevator that takes you to the floor that you're going to and then walk all the For way the down. Grand. Yeah, the Grand yeah, California. What... It is yeah. like, you know, stepwise or whatever, like further away than going across the street to the yeah. Disneyland Hotel. So I've stayed there twice at the Grand. Mm-hmm. And the first time... It's definitely like The Shining, where it's just endless um, hallways. And it, like, from Disneyland, it did take, like, 15 or 20 minutes to get back to my room because I was so far away. But then the second time that we stayed, we had actually booked at Paradise Pier um, to get, that was awesome, to get uh, Galaxy's Edge reservations because I was, I I wasn't going to get us. Galaxy's Edge reservations. We weren't going to go. And then the day of, I turned into a, a manic psychopath. And I was like, we're frigging going. It was so funny because, like, I was in a meeting or something. And I remember looking at my phone. And I had all of these texts from Kelsey. And she was like, listen, listen, you guys. I just, I booked it. It's exhausting to be my friend. And I'm so grateful for Kat and Steven because I was like, we're not going. We're not going. We're not going. And then the day of, I'm just like, you guys, we have to go. We have to go. Can we go? Can you get these days off? Um, and and I ended up booking us at Paradise Pier so we could get reservations. And then I got a call. And I remember I never take calls I don't know. But it said it was an Anaheim um, area code. And I was like, okay, well, let's just see. Because I was so paranoid about Galaxy's Edge. Um, and they were like, hi, we're just calling because we know um, you're booked at the Paradise Pier for these dates. Uh, but we were wondering if you would be open to a free upgrade to the Grand Californian. And I was like, yep. <laughs> 100%. Oh, twist my arm. It was great because that was Kat's birthday too. Yeah. So we went to Galaxy's Edge. Did we go to Galaxy's Edge on your birthday? I don't know. That was awesome. No, I don't think so because we took pictures with the submarine. Yeah, because Kat shares a birthday with the submarine ride and the monorail and flag day and something else, I think. Yeah, Matterhorn, was, uh, it, Matterhorn yeah. monorail, submarines, flag day. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, that was a fun trip. Um, so I've stayed at the Grand Californian twice, and both times were what well, the the time that we stayed there, we yeah. were on the wing that kind of if we were on the other side of the building would face Paradise Pier. Yeah, and the first time I went, I was in a room that was directly above Sephora, so it faced downtown Disney yeah. and Napoli. And I feel like both of them were pretty equidistantly long from the elevator. Like we, ours were not. Our room was like right was there. Yeah, our room was right you just there. Come up and then bloop. we would cross over past the Club Thirty Three desk. Yeah, which we would give them longing looks every day, being like, "Will you take pity on us?" And then right at the beginning of that hallway, we were like three doors in. That was great. I mean, we I'm I'm, I'm thinking though, like the size of the Disneyland Hotel, the distance from. The elevator to any room at the Disneyland Hotel is, I feel like, shorter than I the elevator at one of the elevators at the Grand Californian to any room at the Grand Californian. I don't know. Well, I don't carry one of those rolly things that measures distance every time I stay at a room in the Grand Californian or the Disneyland Hotel. Kelsey, what else do you think is worth the money? A locker. Oh, yeah. 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 15 bucks, 10 to 15 bucks a day. I think like that's 12 bucks s- a day? S- seven. Seven. 
For the small. Yeah, 7 oh, to 12, I think. Small. It's like 7, 10, and 12. We do a large locker, like a jumbo locker, What worth the 12 bucks because... You're in California and the weather's going to change. You're going to wear a jacket into the park or you're going to carry a backpack. You're going to have a camera. You're going to have your bottles, snacks, souvenirs. And you see people walking around totally weighed down by that stuff all day. Yeah. And people trying to get on rides with like big bags of stuff they've bought. I'm like, get a locker, y'all. You're going to get tired. You're going to be uncomfortable. You're already uncomfortable because being in Disneyland, you're walking, you're dehydrated, you're tired, you're hot. You're probably hungry. (laughs) You are definitely hungry. You need a snack. Go get a cup of water. I feel like I've been to Disneyland probably two dozen times without, maybe more than that, ten dozen times without getting a locker. And every time I go into the park and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to wear a coat. I'm going to be fine. And then like, you know, 20 minutes in at Southern California, I'm like, all right, see, I'm warm. I'm good. It's good. It's good. And then, you know, seven o'clock comes around and you're waiting for the parade and all of a sudden you're cold and you're colder and you're freezing. And by 930, you're like, I have to buy a coat. So then you spend $50 on a coat and it's like, yep, you could have just spent the seven to $12 on the locker and brought it in with you. And you can bring in your own snacks and drinks and put them in your locker. Guys, I'm telling you, get a locker. It's going to change how you do Disneyland every time and get a locker not in the parks, but in the Esplanade, because then you're not like, oh, I have to go back to DCA to get my crapola. And yeah. the, the Esplanade is the space in between oh, the yeah. two parks. So outside of Disneyland, outside of California Adventure, you know, you're walking down the downtown Disney and it's kind of there before you go into either park. Like where the ticket booths are. Yeah. Right yeah. Ticket booths. And to the left of each park, if you're looking at them. And there's a picnic locker. area there, too. So like if you bring in. Don't you, give away our secrets. You, you can't. You can't bring in a hard-sided cooler, but, you know, if you bring in food with an ice pack or something like that and you want to take a lunch break, there's places to eat there. Yeah. You bring in a whole pizza. Yeah. People bring in all kinds of weird things. I've seen people have to-go boxes from Denny's, which seems like a very... More expensive than yeah, you could Disneyland. Yeah, you Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I like 100%. You're not going to Disneyland alone either. You're going with other people, unless you're me. Mostly... You know, you're with other people. It's worth it to get one locker and shove all of your stuff in there. You buy a shirt, shove it in a locker. Buy a few backpacks. I mean, who would buy more than one backpack? Who would buy more than one backpack? That's atrocious. If you're like us and you buy a few backpacks, (laughs) shove them in there. Yeah. And then you get yourself a Steven and he carries it all home at night. (laughs) Oh, thanks, Steven. Um, Mickey and Friends Tram. Something else I feel like is worth it are... Uh, souvenir like popcorn buckets and souvenir cups we're a testament to that when (laughs) when they come with popcorn in them or when they come with drinks in them yeah so like if you go to trader sam's and you're gonna get a piranha pool and the piranha pool is normally i don't know how much it is twelve dollars and then you can get it with the souvenir mug but it's thirty five dollars the price of that souvenir mug it seems expensive because you're buying a $35 beverage. I think it's way cheaper. But whatever whatever price it is, like it ends up being like a $15 mug that is yeah. like gold plated that you can yeah. you reuse forever. Yeah, you get a booze drink and a dope mug. Like a and it's like ceramic super and unique. nice. Yeah. Incredible. And the popcorn buckets too. And so like the price of that mug in comparison to like a generic 1995 Disney <laughs> with Goofy and pals buying it from one of the stores, you know, those are like $20. So like you can get a really cool souvenir popcorn bucket at a popcorn stand with popcorn in it. 
for 10 bucks more or a souvenir mug at Trader Sam's, Trader Sam's Ogus Cantina. Hearth, no, uh, the Grand Californian one. We just got Craftsman. Oh, yeah. Craftsman. We have a hard time remembering that one every Craftsman. time. Craftsman. They just came out with their first souvenir mug and it's so cool. It's awesome, everybody. It's kidding. a stein. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, and we're total souvenir mug suckers. Like we saw that stein and we were like, I think that. That day it had been released and we happened to be in Disneyland and yeah, we were like, just, oh, don't mind if I do. And we had just eaten before and we're like, great, yeah. we're going to go up Cookie Dunkers at Heart uh, Craftsman. And, and, <laughs> <It's> a, crap. <laughs> and, a, and a cool trick. And I don't know if this works at other places. It works at Craftsman. It also works. Trick. We got a um, we got a Moana souvenir sipper. And that Is was that the first time you've ever said that word. Maybe. <laughs> Moana. <laughs> that one's plastic. It's plastic. And that we got very cool, incredible, you know, looks like it's engraved. We got that from Bengal Barbecue in Disneyland. And so a cool trick is you don't always have to get the drink that it's advertised with yeah. in the cup. So both at Craftsman and at uh, Bengal Barbecue, we got water in those cups. And oh, so yeah, the price. Craftsman, the drink was like gnarly. Yeah. Not Craftsman. Yes, Craftsman. Craftsman. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't want it. So we just got water. And I then the price she, went down by like I thought she $12. said she could put in whatever we wanted. Yeah, we got we just changed the drink. Oh, maybe that's true. I just got like okay. a margarita in there. So the the Moana cup though, you know, they there's the sign on the thing. It's got the picture. It says you get blue Powerade in a Moana cup because Maui likes blue and it's $15. And you're like, eh, "Can I get it with something else?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah." No. Yeah. And then it's only six dollars. You're like, yeah. six dollars? There's nothing in there's nothing in a Disney shop Stop that's six dollars. And then the popcorn buckets are even more worth it because you can get unlimited refills on some of them. Some, some of them, them. Yeah. yeah, the AP ones. But even still, you know, popcorn is four dollars and then it's fifteen for a souvenir popcorn bucket. So you only paid eleven dollars for that thing. Again, like there's nothing like that in the store that you could buy for eleven dollars. You get all your pretzels out of that for the rest of your life. We bring those home and when I make popcorn, I put them in the souvenir bucket so then we can feel like we're at Disneyland. (laughs) Disneyland is worth it. Disneyland is worth it. But buy a park park hopper. Don't buy a single park ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Park hopper with max pass. With max pass, yes. That's worth it numero uno. Okay. Well, we've talked at you for long enough now, I think. Uh, thanks for listening. You can find us on so many social medias, unfortunately. Unfortunately, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, the Just the internet the with internet. our website. Yeah, we got a website, lostweekenders.com. Everything else is just at Lost Weekenders. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. Okay. Okay, bye. Okay, okay goodbye. Okay, bye. Uh, oh. Oh. Okay, goodbye. Oh, goodbye. Just uh, uh, just real quick. Okay, goodbye. Oh, it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Did you stop it?